Things, the podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library, recorded right here in Wellsville, New York. I'm Allie Stevick. I'm Nick Gunning. Allie, how's it going? Pretty good. Loving this uh, frigid snap of weather. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like when I walk to work wearing gloves and my hands just feel like rocks. Yeah. You know, uh, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had a hood the other day and I thought surely this will keep me warm enough, but it did not. My, my ears were decorative by the time I got where I needed to go. Mm. Uh, it's Happy New Year. This is the first podcast we've done together in 2022. That's true. I can't believe it's 2022. Every time I, I go know. to like write the date or look at the calendar, I'm just like, what's, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I hear you. It's still, it just, it's one of those things where it still feels like we're in 2020 and oh, here it we definitely are does. 2022. So two years uh, later, you know. Yep. We're just playing same catch song, up. second verse. We're just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, today we're going to be talking about some page-to-screen adaptations coming in 2022, which I'm always excited about. This is one of my like end-of-year things that I like to do. Look at lists like this and make sure that we have the books ready. Because I always like to... How do you feel about this? Do you like to read the book when it's being made into a movie? Are you a strict one or the other? Are you only I, book? I tend to try and read books before I watch the movie. Yeah. Sometimes I go backwards or yeah. I don't realize that there's a book and I watch the movie and then I find out there's a book and I'm uh-huh. like, what? Uh-huh. But whenever I can, I like to first read the book and then go on to the movie. Well, that's very studious of you. I, that's commendable. I've got a pretty decent list today, so I thought we'd cover that. And you've got some YA adaptations coming out, too, don't you? I sure do. I can't wait. Before we get into that, though, let's talk a little bit about the things we've been reading. Let's open up our books and see where our bookmarks are. What do you What do you got for me today? All right, so... I just finished A Very Large Expanse of Sea by Tahra Mafi. I think that's how you pronounce her oh, name. okay. So the title is A Very Large Expanse of Sea. I thought you were describing the book. Oh, no. Okay. It. I mean, there were times where it did feel like a large, large expanse, expanse of sea. I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get to the land Okay, here. okay. It uh, was wh- pretty good overall. Wh- what is this? What is it about? This is a YA book. It's okay. like a... A romance, it's about a Muslim teen who falls okay. in love with a guy who is white and not Muslim. I see. And, you know, that's a point of contention. Sure. He's yeah. like the high school basketball star, nice. and she's kind of like the sort of on the sidelines kind of person. Okay. It was pretty good, and I thought it did a really interesting job of exploring some, like, dealing with hate when you're only, like, 16. Yeah. And, you know, it's set just a few years after 9-11. Oh, wow. Yes. So That's a heavy time. Yes, it's a heavy time. But it was also, I don't know, it was very emotional and like really dug into the romance kind of story yeah. such that sometimes it just felt like more conversations between the two of them uh-huh. and emotions and i was kind of like all right okay yeah I, I get the idea but i'm glad i read it overall i think it was worthwhile yeah are you wait, do you remember you don't remember 9-11 do you i don't remember you 9/11. Don't remember. yeah i was i was straight up in college Wow. And then I had to go and do a dinner theater production of Annie Get Your Gun for a packed house. Oh, my goodness. And it was a very surreal day. But, yeah, this this sounds like kind of a heavy book. Did it manage to find, like, lightness and things, too? I think so. And it, it had some definitely, like, positive parts. Yeah. Some really wholesome friendships, uh-huh. which I'm always here for. You're, you're here for wholesome friendships. I'm That's what you're looking for? Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So this was, this feels like it's kind of a meh read for you. Like, I probably won't reread it, okay. but I'm glad I read it. Do you reread a lot? I reread not as much as I used to because I, 
there's just so many more books that's, that I'm like, yep. I got to read this. Yep. But there are some that I keep coming back to. The yeah. Pandorex books I keep rereading. Okay. Even though like the second one I probably have close to memorize. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I. It's only happened a couple times that I've reread it. And typically if I'm going to reread something, it'll be like my wife hasn't read it. And so I'll like read it aloud while we're doing other things or something like that. It's very rare that I'm just going to like sit down and reread another book. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a personal failing on my part? No, I, I wouldn't say so. Okay. I think you're all right. All right. Well, thanks. We'll let it pass. You Thank know. you. Uh, I Let's see. What did I finish? Well, I just finished The Boys. It was a Christmas present. It's by Clinton Howard and Ron Howard. It's. Do you know who they? The, you know who those people are? No. You don't know who Ron Howard is? Like I from don't. The Andy Griffith Show or Happy Days? No. Director? Directed just, Apollo 13? Just. Do you oh, I, I saw Apollo 13. You saw Apollo 13. <laughs> that one okay. I know. I All understand right. that reference. Well, Ron Howard and Clint Howard grew up like in Hollywood, you know, doing TV shows and movies the whole time. And now Ron Howard is like an Academy Award winning director, filmmaker. And so it was just a really interesting way to approach uh, an autobiography because they were, it was like some sections were Ron Howard, some were his brother, Clint, and they would just kind of like bounce back and forth. Hmm. Sometimes it would just be like a long, uninterrupted stretch. Other times... The other one would kind of chime in with a little aside about it. So I don't think I've ever really read a book quite like that uh, because it's not like our parents were great. You know what I mean? It was Mm -hmm. like they were kind of trading off telling the story. So I really liked it. But I'm, you know, I'm a sucker for retro TV and I love Ron Howard movies. So, you know, it was a good time. I started just reading it and then my hold for the audiobook, which they read, came in. So I finished with the audiobook and that was fun to hear it in their real voices. Yeah, but that does sound like it would be cool. Did you ever watch Arrested Development? I'm not sure. I got to stop trying to connect with you on things from the early 2000s. I see that. I see my I mistake. I was like a, a wee child in the I early know. 2000s. I, I don't understand. remember 9 11. I, I was alive for it, but I don't remember okay. it. Okay. What year were you born? 99. Oh, so you made it. You're yeah. a 90s girl. I there sort you of. Go. <laughs> just under the gun. Uh, anything else? Anything else that you read? I just read the first two books of Louise Penny's Armand Gamache series. Oh, yes. Okay, I read Still Life. That's book one, I That's believe. That's book one. Yeah, yeah. And this is one where I messed up and I watched the movie first. I didn't even know there was a movie. There was a movie of Still Life. That's so relevant to our topic today. Is right. The, is the movie good? It was pretty good. Okay. It was good enough. So I watched it with my family. My yeah. mom had read... I don't know how many of the books by that They're point. They're super popular. They are super popular. Yeah. And she was like, oh, there's the movie of this. It's great. You guys will like it. Let's yeah. watch it. And we were like, well, well, we're not planning to read the book, so it's probably yeah. fine. And then it was good enough that I was like, all right, I think I want to read the book. How did you feel about the first book? I liked it. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. We did it for a book club several years ago. And as I recall, I I feel like I should have pressed on and read the second book because I think there's a lot of like you know, world building. There's a lot of setup in that first book, right. introducing a lot of characters. And I felt like it was a little bogged down by that. But maybe coming in from the movie and then actually powering on to book that two. That might have helped. That wasn't your experience. but I, yeah, no, I thought it was fine. I also, like, just will admit that I'm not a super, like, plot person. Okay. So if the characters in the writing are good, I'm willing to overlook yeah, you know some other things if it's not as plot yeah, heavy it is, or it is if good it's characters. a lot more world it is building, right? So I feel like that that got me. The second one was also good. the The method of murder was like a little bit. It was a little harder to suspend disbelief because it was like, oh, this person got electrocuted on a lake in the winter, and they were wearing these boots and this thing with the chair and jumper cable. That's, it was very complicated. That sounds convoluted for sure. And so, which made for a very interesting kind of like unraveling and trying to figure out what happened. But yeah. I was a little bit like, hmm, okay. Yeah. 
So my sister also said that they start getting really good around like book five. So I'm like, okay, okay, I have. I have well, some they're more still to going. Go. They're still going. I know. It's and crazy. now she's writing with Hillary Clinton. Remember that Secretary of State? Yeah, I do. Super spy action adventure novel. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't read it. What about a Beautiful Mind? That's a Ron Howard movie. Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe. No. I've been told so many times that I need to. Yeah, because you're all into math. I'm He's all a mathematician. Math. It would make perfect sense. Well, it just hasn't happened. Okay. Yet. All right. All right. We need a staff movie night then, and we can watch some Ron Howard movies. Uh, all right, so you're going to continue on with the Louise Penny I think series? so, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to give myself a little bit of a break because yeah. I listened to the audiobooks of the first two. Okay. And both of them I listened to in like less than a 48-hour period. Wow. And so I was like, we maybe need to pace ourselves. That's a lot. Those aren't short books either. They aren't short books. I was just like walking around the house, listening, okay. doing the dishes, okay. all that kind of thing. So maybe I'm like, maybe we need to not just binge the entire series. Br- yeah. I mean, you, you, like, it would take you a couple of weeks, I feel like, at this point to, to yeah. do that, assuming that you sleep. Um, maybe I've asked you this before. Can you sit down in a chair and listen to an audiobook? Is that a skill you have? I can. Oh, okay. Usually I'll try and you. be like knitting yeah. or like washing the dishes something yeah. like that but if i really get into it mm-hmm. then often i'll kind of like set aside what i'm doing and i'll just sort of sit there okay and listen the only times that i've done that and i did it for the boys actually was when i was like within spitting distance to the end and was like i don't want to stop this with like 30 minutes to go mm-hmm. you know and then i can do it but like so you just be like i'm gonna sit in this easy chair with a mug of tea and listen to an audiobook for four hours i could do it i don't think i could do it for four hours what's together? your upper limit <laughs> I'm not sure because, again, usually it's like I'll start out by doing something and then maybe I'll finish it and I'll sit down. So I don't know like how long I could just be like, I am just sitting here listening. I'm sure it would be less than four hours, though. What's the setting of these Louise Penny books? Is it Canada? Yes. Canada. Okay. Yes. So it's a a tiny little village called Three Pines. Three Pines. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, I read I read something random. Are you ready? I am so ready. Good. It's called the Stratford Zoo Midnight Review. Interesting. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's uh they're they're like it's kind of it's hard to classify it. This this is my big takeaway from these is that I don't understand who they're for. <laughs> I read two of them. Uh they're written by Ian Lender. The art is by Zach Gialongo. And I'd seen some of his other stuff and that's how I kind of I got got to these because of the illustrator, because mm. I like the illustrator. And they look great. They are about this zoo that after hours puts on Shakespeare plays. Oh. And so uh, the first one is Romeo and Juliet. And then there's also Macbeth. And they're, it's weird because it kind of seems like they're for kids. But the themes of those plays aren't super kid friendly. Right. And so like there's blood and violence. And like it was just, I finished them and I was like, I don't know what that was. That's very interesting. I guess... You know, I don't know if that's a recommendation, but it it's kind of, was kind of a head scratcher. So if you it. are a very specific person who yeah. likes things that are kind of geared toward kids, yes. but also likes violent Shakespeare plays, yes. this, is, this right. is the thing for you? If, you. if you were, you know, reading or watching a, a presentation of a Shakespeare play and you think, gosh, I wish I could see anthropomorphic animals perform this watered down for children, then I would I would recommend <laughs> these two books. I think there's more. I only read two because that's all that's in our system. But actually, I think there's more. They're weird enough that you might like them. I don't know. That's fair. I don't know. I don't know your thing. Uh, I'm currently reading one that I think maybe we're both currently reading. I think so. Pepperoni Pizza Can Be Murder by Chris Cavender. That title right there, like that's what did it for me. Why do you think I picked it? It's because because of the title. It's because of that title. Yeah. It's it's an amazing title. It's so clumsy. 
You know what I mean? It's not a turn of phrase. You don't no. say you don't say pepperoni pizza can be anything. No. You know what I mean? So I just I, I took pity on it and, and I've been reading it. Uh well, how are you are you you haven't finished? No, I'm getting close, but I haven't okay. finished yet. How are you feeling? I'm enjoying it. I feel like it starts with a lot of named characters. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who's Greg? You know, like I spent the first couple of chapters trying to like get my bearings. But after that, I'm kind of into it. That's fair. Yeah. I've gotten into it more than I expected. Yeah. I started, and again, like I tend to be more of a like good writing and good characters. And I wouldn't say it's as strong in yeah. those areas. Yeah. But I'm still enjoying it. I will say though, the like... Just some of the things that they do, I'm like, why would you think this yep. is a good... If yes. you want to solve a murder, why yeah. would you go and do this of all things? <laughs> yeah. So, but I yeah, think... Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. The thing with Cozy's, and I should preface this by saying, we're starting this new Coffee and Cozy's book club where the third Tuesday of every month, 10 o'clock, we're going to have coffee and tea, and we're going to read a, a light little cozy mystery. And this is the first on the list. So that's why we're doing it. The thing that works for these, and I feel like... You either can or you can't get into like the cozy mystery genre. You know, mm-hmm. you either can just be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to accept that this lady with a muffin shop is going to solve 40 murders in a small town, you know, or you can't. And I feel like I can accept the the basic premise that these like lighthearted murders are going to happen. Sometimes it cracked me up because it's like a murder will happen. They'll solve it and they'll be like, OK, let's just get back to our business, you know, and I'm like. There was just a murder in this very small town next door to you, and you're just going to move on with your life? I just, I, I think it speaks to a deeper problem. But Yeah, I feel like that's always a problem with mysteries, though, is like you'll read it. Yeah. I remember this one in particular I was reading once. I don't remember the title, so I can't like personally add it and okay. tear it down. Okay. But <laughs> I was reading it, and this character like goes into the bathroom and finds a dead body sitting on the toilet, and is like, "Oh, <laughs> this is frustrating. Uh-huh. I want to like go to the bathroom, but there's this." He goes out and is like, "You know, like security. There's a body, whatever." Just like super unfazed, but really annoyed. Okay, and then later yeah. something happens, like. Some 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 guy that she's kind of into or something says uh-huh. or does something, and she just gets like so upset and has an emotional breakdown. I'm like, there's no consistency right. here. Like, yeah, you can handle finding a corpse on a toilet, but you can't handle this brief right. spat. Okay, this brief spat, and yeah. so I'm like, all right, okay. I need to know what this book is. I you, you got to get to the bottom. I of will. It. I'll find you out. I'll do some research we'll and I'll back. try and let you. We'll know. report back on it. Um, I'm uh, so. For audiobooks, I've been listening to Carnival of Snackery by David Sedaris. It's volume two of his collected diaries. And I've been loving it. It's a long one. And I ran out of time. So I went back on Libby. And so I have a hold on it. It's going to come back around. So I switched to Jamie Foxx's autobiography, Act Like You Got Some Sense. And I'm loving it so far. He reads it. It's a lot of fun. Is it helping you act like you've got some sense? No, not yet. I'm hoping by the end I will be able to do that. Speaking of Jamie Foxx, did you see Spider-Man? Yes. The whip. What did you think? Did you like it? I did like it. Yeah. I had a great time. I had a great time. What, this is so off topic, but I need to know, what's your favorite Marvel thing of the year? Because there's been so many. Mm, this is tricky. Yeah. Because we all know Nine. how I feel about Black Widow. You love Black Widow, I yeah. I love Black Widow. Yeah. But I did really enjoy the Hawkeye show. Hawkeye? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I liked Hawkeye too. Oh, also, yeah. I forgot to tell you. Okay. I finally watched Shang-Chi. Hey, you did it. I did it. Okay. Finally, after. Yeah. I forget how long it was of, of many of many months. Up. Yeah, but I thought that was really good too. Yeah, it is good. I really enjoyed that. Super cool. I I guess slight spoilers for Shang Chi. Spoilers! Spoilers! I could have done without the like dragon fight in the end. That's fair. I 
I kind of liked the, I don't know. I don't know. Like the bus fight is so cool. And then the bus fight was when, really when cool. you get to the, I get, you know, like the final act, it's a little more, I don't know, mystical creatures than I was wanting, I guess. But that's not a knock on it. I think I just preferred the other stuff more. I was kind of like, seriously, there's going to be a dragon. And then when the dragon was there, I was like, okay, actually, I'm, I'm fine with this. <laughs> you were on board. So okay. I liked that the dragon, like the primary method of its fighting was like doing this little water dance. And yeah. It's like, boom. Yeah. And I'll kill you with the power right. of water. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was fun. I mean, you can kill people with water. This is true, but okay. not the way that dragon. Did. Yeah, I heard you read a book where somebody got electrocuted on a lake wearing special boots. This is true. So that's kind of like being killed. It's kind with, of like being killed with, with water. With water, water. water is electricity. Involved. Electricity. Speaking of electricity, Jamie Foxx in Spider-Man repri- reprising Electro. Yes. So, which I thought he was great in, and so different than he was in Amazing Spider-Man Two. You didn't see that one. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the question. What do you, what do you is it Hawkeye is Hawkeye your favorite of the I think I'm gonna lean toward going with Hawkeye. Okay. All right, a lot of good stuff. Really pleased. Nothing's knocked Wandavision out of first position for me. Was so. that really in 2021? Yes. See, that feels like so I long know. ago. But it was like January. Okay. It was January. So, that's so like part it's of been why. a full year, but yeah. But also, this is still 2020, right? So like, no, who's no, who's even no, 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 no. It's 2022. Pretty sure it's not. No, I'll check a calendar. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for what I'm reading. What about you? Is there anything else that you're currently doing? I am doing a reread via audiobook. We just were talking about we this. We were just were talking about this. Okay. Um, it's one I haven't read since I was like a young teenager. Okay. It's the Emerald Atlas. I think the name is like John Stevens of the author. Okay. And when I first read it, I really liked it. And it was, it's the first book of a trilogy. But okay. The other two weren't out yet. Oh. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll come back to this forgot about it yeah and then at some point i was shelving downstairs in the stacks and i found the sequel and i was like it's been long enough that the sequel is now in the stacks huh. maybe i should actually read you this should finish it. so i decided i would reread it so that it was fresh in my mind yeah. before diving into how does it ones. hold up on reread it's good i'm i'm enjoying it the second time around it helps that like i it's not one that I remember super well. Certain parts okay. really stand out. Is but it kind of sounds like a fantasy title. Is it fantasy It is or a no? fantasy okay. title. It has time travel. I love time travel. Done very effectively, That's I will cool. say. That's cool. Okay. So I am liking it the okay. second time around. Nice. Watching anything good? Finally getting caught up on the eighth season of Ruby. The anime? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Amanda likes that. Have mm-hmm. you guys bonded We've on Ruby? Okay, yeah. good. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. What have I been watching? Um, you know what? I've been really wanting to watch Being the Ricardos. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I love old school TV and I love Lucy. That's the title of the show. Oh, oh, but I do that. love Lucy. I see what you did there. Uh, and so we watched that. And it's kind of an uneven movie. It, it, it kind of like can't decide if it wants to be about the time that somebody reported that Lucy was a communist mm. or if it wants to be talking about their relationship or if it wants to be talking about like the magic that was like the Lucy phenomenon. And it kind of ends up not really addressing any of those things thoroughly enough. Mm. So it's a lot of really great performances. Like I was really skeptical about Nicole Kidman playing that role, but mm-hmm. she, she got the voice down and really, I saw a lot of things where I was like, Oh, that's a Lucy thing. Whereas Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz didn't really sound or look like him, but kind of had the the essence. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like he, he did it, and it was like, yeah, I see it. I see what you're doing. And so I kind of appreciated the different takes that they did. So really enjoyed the movie, really enjoyed the performances. But I got to knock it, I think, for the writing, because it doesn't quite 
zero in enough on what the premise is and it just sort of leaves you wanting more mm-hmm. i kind of wish so it was a series it keeps saying why not both until you have too much right yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> i finished the wheel of time did you ever watch more than just the bloody pilot nope okay never did all right well it ends pretty strong but it is kind of violent so you know maybe maybe you made the right call maybe no. we'll never know now i guess not <laughs> there's no way you can't go back absolutely you can't go there's back no turning back uh is that everything for the good of uh bookmark i believe so okay well, let's move on to some book news. Look into the future to see what it proves. It's time for book news. I thought today we'd take a look at the Washington Post bestsellers for paperbacks. So the hardcover fiction or the combined ebook and, and print that we typically do is more an indication of what is like what's new, what's coming mm-hmm. out, you know. And so that's not always a great indication of what the majority of people are reading. So I kind of like to look at some of these um other lists because i feel like this is stuff that's been around for a while uh and so it's like what are people still gravitating towards and it's some interesting choices on the list here so number 10 the thursday murder club by richard osmond not osmond like donnie and marie just osmond Hmm. donnie and marie were performers in the 70s who would it's, it's never mind. It's not worth it. Uh, two men and two women in their 70s, not the 70s, their 70s, mm, joined forces to catch a killer. That's kind of How do you cool. feel about a couple of geriatric detectives teaming up? I, that sounds fun to me. Like, I feel like I don't okay. know why the, you know, the amateur mystery game is yeah. like a explicitly 20s to 40s kind of thing. Yeah. But I feel like that's, you know, it's a little exclusive. Okay. So. All right. Number nine, Dune by Frank Herbert. In the classic science fiction novel, a young boy survives a family betrayal on an inhospitable planet. Huh. What a curious summary of Dune. I suppose that's true. Would you like to give us your summary? No, it would take a half hour. And (laughs) I did a whole episode on it, so go back into the House Things archives and listen. Your feelings on Dune? Read it? Watched it? I have not read it or watched it. Okay. You interested? I am interested, but it's it's a little... It's not super high on the list. Okay. We'll we'll make our way there eventually, All right. I think the movie, I think the new movie is a, is a pretty decent entry point as long as you know that it is a part one in the extreme, ah, you know. That has like Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Oscar Isaacs. Yeah, it's a good cast. Yep. Number nine, The Night Watchman by, by Louise Erdrich, another popular uh, author here and one I constantly confuse with Louise Penny. Mm, so. All those Louises. Yep. What are you going to do? A night watchman who is also a Chippewa council member battles Native American dispossession in 1953. That sounds interesting. That does sound cool. Number seven, People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Two college best friends who had a falling out reunite for one more vacation together. Huh. That's see the question I immediately have is if you had a falling out, yeah. why would you go out of your way to have a vacation? Yeah, together, knowing that you had a falling, you out. had a falling out. It's either going to go really well or you're going to have a bad vacation. Yeah, those are, those really, are the two options. It's going to be an extreme either way. Number six, the house in the cerulean sea. This is a tour book, so I believe that means it's probably oh yep, probably a fantasy. By T.J. Klune. A caseworker is sent to investigate six magical misfits at an island orphanage. A lot of alliteration in there. What did you think? I've heard good things about this one. Have you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Are you going to read it? Um, Maybe. Okay. I haven't made a plan to. But. <laughs> Number five. Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. A failed bank robber holds a group of anxious strangers as hostages. 
That sounds interesting. So my question here, though, is are they inherently anxious like oh, before the bank robbery? Yeah. Or are they anxious because, because the of Because I think most people would be because they're being held hostage. Right. But the way it sets it up, it kind of makes it sound like these are people who already have you kind get of the like impression. an anxiety yeah. thing. And then and the, he specifically found these people right. with, with anxiety yeah. and brought them together. Yeah. Maybe it's a situation where they're so anxious that they want to go to the bank when their lines are short. They've got it down to a science. So they're oh. all there at the same time. And then bank the bank robber. robber. Yeah. Uh, I've not read a Frederick Bachman book, though they've been, I've, it seems like each when new, a new one comes out, it's just kind of like a groundswell. I feel like Frederick Bachman tends to be a sleeper hit rather than like everybody's talking about it. It's more like, oh, I've read that. Speaking of sleeper hits, Colleen Hoover. Do you know the author Colleen Hoover? See, I follow one very specific person on TikTok who's obsessed with Colleen Hoover. Okay. Never read any Colleen Hoover, but Same. I know about her because of that. Well, so I we have I ordered one of the audiobooks recently and I keep seeing them on the list like Barnes and Noble does a hot 100 like what people mm-hmm. are buying and stuff and like all of Colleen Hoover's books are on there and I'm just like why like where is this coming from all of a sudden Yeah well and that's the thing is I feel like I don't Again, a sleeper hit. I don't feel like I hear people talking about no. her a lot, but I see her getting checked out yeah. a lot and people reading so I'm like all right, I guess and it ends with us is not a new book, but even when we were doing the New York Times like combined print and ebook, this one was popping back up here. So it's mm. a couple years old. But anyway, we got them now. I ordered several Colleen Hoover books. So uh, did I ever finish what this is about? It ends with us by Colleen Hoover at number four. A woman questions her relationship with a commitment phobic partner when her old flame appears. Oh. How do you feel about commitment? Um, <laughs> what kind of commitment? You seem phobic about it. <laughs> Book number three, Circe by Madeline Miller. This follow-up to Song of Achilles. Well, that's new information. I didn't realize that, that it's a follow-up. I've read Circe. Did you read Circe? Mm-mm. Feels like your jam. It does feel like my jam. This follow-up to Song of Achilles is about the goddess who turns Odysseus' men to swine. Okay. Number two, The Song of Achilles. So there you go. Also by Madeline Miller. The legend of Achilles retold from the point of view of his friend Pat- Patroclus? There you go. That's how I've always said it. I don't know if that's right. We're going to accept that. Yeah. Number one, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Love Daisy Jones and the Six, her other book. Haven't read this one. A Hollywood icon recounts the glory of her glamorous life to a young reporter and both discover the cost of fame. What do you think it is? The cost of fame. Um, Never having a peaceable moment. Not having yeah. privacy. It's pretty insightful. I think you're right. I don't want to be famous. It sounds like so much work. You don't? No. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably a lot of pressure. Uh, let's take a look at some of the best page-to-screen adaptations coming in 2022. Are you ready? I am so ready. Now, right off the bat, is there one that you already knew of that you were anticipating, or are these new surprises to you? I feel like these were mostly new surprises. Okay. I guess I wasn't paying attention to what's getting adapted. Well, Daisy Jones and the Six, that the other uh, Taylor Jenkins Reid book uh, that came out a few years ago, I know that's when they've been talking about that one coming out for a while. And uh, I love that book. I feel like part of what makes that book work is the format because mm. it's like an as told to biography. I don't know that the story itself is just like intrinsically interesting. So I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work or not. But Well, maybe if it has really good acting. It'll... That's true. It'll pull it off. I guess we'll find out what happens. So I guess that'll that'll be the first one on my on my list here. And I'm pulling a lot of these from an article that first appeared in L L magazine by Jahan Busifa. Uh, came out December 29th, 2021. I'm looking at it at L.com. And so this article says 
Taylor Jenkins Reid best-selling 2019 novel charts the Fleetwood Mac-esque rise and fall of the titular fictional rock band in the 1970s. Told in the structure of an oral history, the story even includes original song lyrics. Oh, that's interesting. Riley Cow is playing uh, Daisy Jones. She is the granddaughter of one Elvis Presley. What do you know? Any feelings on Elvis? Uh, neutral. Neutral. Okay, neutral. well, it's not negative, so I'll take it. What do you got in the YA list? I'm looking at a list that came out on Book Riot. Okay. 22, 22 YA books to movies to TBR and TW lists. Okay. Right here at the top, we've got 29 Dates by Melissa De La Cruz. This rom-com follows Jisoo, I think is how that's pronounced, okay. whose traditional South Korean parents, concerned about her lack of concern for school and her future, hire sales premier matchmaker to ensure she finds a suitable partner. Oh. One piece of the bigger puzzle to help her get her life in order. Okay. So she agrees to go on some dates, but then I guess she gets sent off to private school in San Francisco huh. or something. I haven't read this one. It does sound kind of fun. Okay. So is it tentatively on your list of must-see? Tentatively. 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 Uh, I'm looking at Conversations with Friends here. This is by Sally Rooney. Sally Rooney's book, Normal People, was a huge hit. I feel like that was popping up all over the place. Lots of holds here at the library. And I know they did a Hulu uh, miniseries on that. I didn't read it. I haven't read this one either. But it tells the story of Francis and Bobby, two Dublin-based students who become romantically intertwined with an older married couple, Nick and Melissa. The 12-episode series will star newcomer Allison Oliver, Sasha Lane, Joe Alwyn, and Gemina Kirk. Set to premiere in the spring. <laughs> oh, where the crawdads sing. Fine. I don't know why they waited this long on where the crawdads sing. Yeah, because wasn't that like a really big... It wouldn't die. Yeah, really it kept thing. going and going and going and going and going. So finally, that's going to happen. I don't know if it's a, yeah, it's a film. It's a film. I could kind of see that one working as a a series, just because there's a lot of, you know, she's she's essentially abandoned by her family and ends up kind of the last member of the family standing on this little bit of marshland that her family owns, and she that's sort real. of like makes her own way. And then there's flash forwards that involve a murder mystery. So. Hmm. A lot of moving parts there. I that mean, does it, sound like a lot going on. Yeah, that's why I feel like a series would have been a, a better call, but who knows? What else you got? All right. Next up on the list, we have Along for the Ride by Sarah Dessen. Have you read any Sarah Dessen? No, but I see the name all the time. Have I see you? the name all the time. I feel like she has like a good whole shelf in the YA section to herself. Uh huh. I don't think I've ever read anything by her, though. Yeah. I don't know why. They just... They just don't give me the vibe that I no, want. No, I guess they always seem a little like flouncy romances. Yeah, but and I'm just like, maybe oh, I'm being I unfair because I... I, I couldn't recount a plot to you. So maybe I'm just making that up. <laughs> but that's my impression. That's my impression as well. Okay. Starring Emma Passero, Andy McDowell, and Dermont Mulroney. Oh, yeah. Let's see. What does it say? Dermont Mulroney. During the summer before college, when she struggles with bouts of insomnia, she meets Eli, a fellow insomniac, and he offers her an opportunity to get to know the fun and carefree teen life across Colby, a beachside town that she's never been able to have before. Hey, that sounds like a flouncy romance. Yeah, it definitely does. Okay. <laughs> no uh, judgment, but uh, that's, that's kind of... Let's see how you feel about this. Uh, there's going to be a new adaptation of Persuasion by Jane Austen. I am excited about that. Are you? I am excited about that. Okay. Mind you, every adaptation of Persuasion that I've seen, is that true? I think both of the ones I saw were good, so I'm kind of like, okay. you know... We're doing fine already, but I wouldn't say no to more. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is going to be a Netflix series, and it says it has a modern and witty approach. How do you feel about that? I think that could be fun. It's working for Dickinson. I love that about Dickinson. That's fair. So, 
So yeah, I guess yeah. we'll see how that Persuasion goes. Persuasion is great. Love the book. Okay, so here's what I'm excited about. Uh, Blonde by Joyce Carol Oates. Have you read much Joyce Carol Oates? I have not. Okay. Blonde is, it's a fictional retelling of, of Marilyn Monroe, but it's also like meticulously researched. So like you learn a lot of factual things about Marilyn Monroe, but it is, you know, a novel. Huge uh, 700-page novel nominated for the Pulitzer Prize. Uh, when Joyce Carol Oates was here, it was one of her books that I picked up uh, from the bookseller that was here. And I just, it was one of the best books I've read in a long time. It's upsetting, as most Joyce Carol Oates books are. Just very emotionally raw and really, like, getting down to it. Um, but when I finished it, it was just kind of profound. So I'm I'm excited to see how this will go. Uh, oh, Kristen Hannah's The Nightingale. That's another one. Like, loop that in with uh, where the crawdads sing to ask, like, why has it taken so long? This is a World War II story. Elle Fanning's going to be in it. Uh, oh, Dakota and Elle Fanning. Look at that. And, yeah, I remember this being announced a couple of times uh, and then, like, being delayed and delayed because the world fell apart. Right. Understandable. But supposedly it's supposed to come out around Christmas this year, so we'll see. We'll see. That sounds cool. Yeah. How is the YA world looking the over YA there? The YA world? Yeah. We've got Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe oh. by Benjamin Alire Sainz. Yeah, so this is one that I, I mean, I love the cover of it. I always want to read it and just have failed. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm in love with the title, though. Yeah, it's a good. Like, that's, that's I great. know. But, okay, let's see here. Set in El Paso, Texas in 1987, this award-winning novel follows two lonely Mexican-American boys through friendship, self-discovery, and ultimately love. Appen apparently, Lin-Manuel Miranda is one of the co-producers on oh, this Oh, there film. you go. How so, do you feel about Lin-Manuel Miranda? I'm a fan. Okay. I like his work, you yeah. know. All right, all right. Did a few things that were okay. Okay. Uh, have you seen Encanto yet? I have not. Okay. That's I want to. That's Lin-Manuel Miranda music. Uh... Okay, here's one that's interesting. Killers of the Flower Moon. This is based on the nonfiction uh, book, The Osage Murder and the Birth of the FBI. I haven't read this. My old pal Eric did and loved it. This is being adapted for an Apple Plus film. It's by Martin Scorsese. Uh, got a great cast. Jesse Plemons, Leonardo DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone, Brendan Fraser, Robert De Niro. Um, supposed to come out this year. I am looking forward to this one. I'm typically not a huge Scorsese fan. But it's such, just such an interesting topic. And I actually did quite like The Irishman, hmm. which is his most recent. So, One that I'm looking forward to, even though I maybe don't exactly have a right to yet. They're making... <laughs> you'll you find a, out why I haven't read it. You don't have a right it. to. Well, okay. I haven't read the book yet. Okay, okay. And so it's like... Anyway, they're making an adaptation of On the Come Up. Oh, okay. See? So does that is that exciting to you? Because I yeah. know that's the one you've read. I have read it. Yeah, Malika and I did a whole episode on On the Come Up. And yeah, it was quite interesting. But I still, to this day, have not read or seen The Hate You Give. You gotta. I, I still haven't seen it, which I would like to. Yeah. Because the trailers did look I pretty know. good. I'm but, a, but the book is great. I'm a failure. I gotta get in it. Let's see. There's also one that I thought was interesting. Okay. First Kill by V.E. Schwab from the anthology Vampires Never Get Old. Apparently, they're making... An eight-episode first season of this show about this. The, okay, let's see here. So wait, this is like a short story? That's That was my response as well. Okay. Like, okay, you took a short okay. story and you're making a show. Yeah. That's like a... That's a lot. That's a lot of, yeah. you know, kind of content yeah. to, to generate, uh -huh. which is why I thought this was interesting. Uh -huh. This is what it says. Looking for a completely fresh take on vampire lore? The first kill adaptation is based on Schwab's short story in the Y anthology, Vampires Never Get Old, huh. and follows a teen vampire and a vampire slayer who find themselves falling for each other 
in what could only be described as a lethal and steamy romance for the ages. Huh. I'm just asking myself if this is a short story, where are they going to Yeah. Where are they going to find the I content? I guess it's just a branching off point. I guess That's weird guess to me. Did. Aren't we like 5 years past the like vampire craze? That's sort of what I would have thought, but That's yeah, interesting. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I've been B.E. Schwab's other stuff has been so popular. I Okay. Yeah. Right. I don't know what to tell you. Well, what do one. I know? I don't have the power to green light things. So, you know, somebody sees something in it. <laughs> Here's an odd one. The Talented Mr. Ripley by Patricia Highsmith is getting adapted again. So this was made into a movie in 1999, the year of your birth, with Matt Damon and Jude Law. And now it's going to be turned into a Showtime series just called Ripley. Set in the early 1960s, it follows a title character who's hired by a wealthy man to travel to Italy with the task of convincing his son, Dickie Greenleaf, to return home. Hmm. Okay. All right. That sounds interesting. Uh, and I'm going to give you one more. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. White Noise. This is based on Don DeLeo's 1985 postmodern classic. It follows a couple, Jack Gladney and his fourth wife, Babette, and their four children as they find themselves at the center of an environmental disaster in their small Midwestern town. Ooh. I picked a downer. I didn't mean to. Didn't, didn't we say to. we were going to do only positive I, things for this episode? That was an understanding. The last, the last two podcasts that, that we did together? That was an understanding. Yeah. You messed up. I really did. I really did. I don't think I have any light ones on here. Do you got a, a light one to bring us home um, with? Paper Girls. Oh, Paper Girls. Which is maybe not the lightest, but yeah. it does seem like it's a That's great fun. time. Movie? Series? What is that? Amazon Prime will stream the original eight-part series. Okay. Sometime in 2022. Okay. I haven't read this one yet. It is at the top of my to-read list. Yeah. Though. I think this is where I'm going to go next. Okay. So now that you know the series is coming out, are you more inclined to read it? Or is it like a, do you have to question whether or not? Because reading it will probably spoil the end of the series, obviously. So which one do you care about more? I definitely care more about reading it You first. care more about the comics. Yeah. Okay. So I will read it and then and then probably. I can respect that. That seems, I mean, just reading the, it's, it's hard not to, when you have like kids in sort of an 80s setting on bikes, like fighting supernatural things, how can you not think of Stranger Things? I know. And it kind of feels like. As a real no-brainer to have it be a series and kind of fill that yeah. gap. So well, it feels like this could be the like high school feminist kind of counterpart to Stranger Things. And, Good like, point. Isn't that something we all need? Good point. Yeah. So and I asked on the teen Discord server. Yes. In expectation of this podcast, sure. there were adaptations people were looking forward to, and this one got an honorable mention. Okay. So all there right. you have it. All right. Yeah. I totally forgot that was happening, but I'll definitely see that. So there are these and many more. We'll share the lists on Twitter, which you can find at All the Book Show. We have most of these in the collection as I'm looking through here. So we're in pretty good shape for our page to screen. I smell a page to screen display in our future. Mm. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, In other teen YA news, the Youth Media Awards are coming out pretty soon, which is always exciting. So we'll have to keep an eye out on that and see uh, what makes the cut. Uh, do you have a YA book for 2021 that you read that you feel like, yes, this is high on my list? Do you, like, do you like when I put you on the spot about things like I that? I absolutely like okay. it when you put me on the spot Perfect. about things like that. Did Concrete Rose come out in 2021? I did, yes. I really liked that one. Okay. That's a prequel to The Hate You Give? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, and I, yeah, I thought it really, it paid off well as a prequel. But also, I think it could stand alone fine. Okay. So. Did I here is something being done with that is that being adapted as well i haven't heard any okay. news of that but that doesn't mean it's not happening good point i so. guess i saw something somewhere along the line that maybe they maybe just somebody snapped up the rights to it or something but okay 
Uh, what do you mentioned the teen discord? How do uh, how do if if we got any hip teens listening out there? How would they connect with the teen discord? So if you come into the library, I can give you a little piece of paper that has the link. Nice. Or if you would prefer to send a message on the Facebook or Instagram and say, "Hey, I okay. want the link to join," I can send it to you that way as okay. well. Okay. And what teen programs do you have coming up? So this Tuesday, which is going to be the 18th yes. of January, yeah. I am trying a favorite book speed dating. Oh. So the idea here is that you'll bring your favorite book or you'll come here and find it on the shelf. Okay. And you'll sit in a circle and we'll pass them around and you have like five or so minutes to oh. read someone else's favorite book okay. and see kind of what you think of it. And That's then we'll interesting. passing it around. Okay. So I'm kind of excited. Have you made your own selection for what you're going to put into the circle here? Not yet. You I need still to, I need weighing to your think options. about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we, as far as like regular programming and stuff, if, if teens are wanting to get involved, like what's a good time to come to the library? To come to the library? Yeah. Generally on Wednesday afternoons around three, often I'll have okay, something going school. on. Uh-huh. Or if I don't, um, it's still a great place to hang out. We've For added sure. some more comfortable chairs I know. in the YA section. Yeah. I'm loving it. I want to spend all my time I know. There. Yeah. The nice corner right here where you got a nice rug. You got the cushy like yeah. beanie bag kind it's of great. seats. It's great. Surrounded by all the manga, which yeah. is everything you need in yes. life. So For sure. For sure. Okay. Sounds like good times happen at the David A. Howe Public Library. Uh, and as I mentioned, our book clubs are firing up again. The first one is Pepperoni Pizza Can Be Murder. But we're going to have a new cozy mystery every month on that third Tuesday. So you can get your copies here at the library. And the Contemporary Classics Book Club is going to be starting up in the next couple of months. So lots of fun book club, craft classes, auditorium kicking up again. Lots of things going on here at the library. So stop in and see us. Hang out. Absolutely. Allie, thanks for podcasting with me. Thanks for having me. All right. See you next time, everybody. Thank you.